What up? Welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Mason Boyd, joined as always by Glenn Enos Jr. And Matthew Souza. Hello. Winner of our week one matchup, Matthew Souza. Souza, look, I just want to get this out of the way. Um, I'm trying to be I'm trying to be more positive this year. Me too. Everyone last year knows I had a I had like a mental breakdown in like our last few episodes because I won the toilet again. Um you beat me fair and square, man. Um, you know, we were talking about I know we were we were texting back and all three of us were texting back and forth in our group chat, and you were talking about game script for CD Lamb. And I just want to first of all, going into Sunday night. I was down to Sousa by what, like 16, right? About that? Yeah. 16, 17, somewhere around there. 25. The finished, like, yeah, 16. CD finished with 9.7. Spoiler alert. Going into Sunday Night Football, left Gomes' house. Thank you, Gomes. Shout out for hosting. Appreciate you. Shout out, um, Gomes. <laughs> came home, was watching Sunday Night Football. I'm like, Please, Christ, I do not want C.D. Lamb on the field. Thankfully for me, the New York football giants took a New York football giant piss down their leg. You just <laughs> said shit. I, was over I almost said shit, but I don't know. <laughs> I felt like piss would be a little bit funnier. Anyway, it, it was perfect for me. The game script was perfect. If And let me tell you one thing. I nearly had a panic attack when C.D. Lamb caught that pass for like 50 yards. And I thought he was gone. My man did not unhook the trailer. I was like, I lost. I was like, that's the game. See you next week. Um, but it was actually worse than that. It would have been better if that had happened, if we're being honest. Um, so yeah, CD Lamb finishes the game. Like new the Giants suck. And I Oof. mean, we'll we'll get to them and week one in general later. But the Giants sucked ass. Going into Monday night football, down 25. Right. I have James Cook and I have Josh Allen. James Cook projected to be, you know, pretty good running back this year, I think. Um, obviously, not a great matchup for Josh Allen. Jets' defense is a wagon. But, you know, thinking in my head, that's okay. James Cook probably going to get the ball thrown to him a lot. You know, they're probably going to use the running back a lot in the passing game, right? And let me tell you something. Glenn, I know you're, you're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I know that. So I'm not going to okay. take. Yeah, I, I'm not going to take that away from you because I think if anyone deserves talking to Aaron Rodgers, it's you. But let me tell you something. Not only did Aaron Rodgers get hurt, fucked Glenn. That fucked me. Because this so. dumb asshole, Zach Wilson, and the motherfucking Jets knew that he he can't play quarterback. He might as well have me play quarterback instead of Zach Wilson. I guess the only advantage is that at least he can see over the line of scrimmage. I can't. But all they did was hand the ball off and run the clock down for four fucking quarters. I was losing my mind. And every single time, it looked like my players were making headway and putting a dent in the score. It got to 10. Right, Josh Allen threw one pick in the first half. It was I was down ten at the at halftime, right? On pace to win. I'm on pace to win. ESPN, which is why you can't go by projections ever, is like seventy eight percent chance to win or sixty eight percent chance to win. Might have been higher than that. 
might have been a little lower, somewhere in the middle, whatever. doesn't matter. Josh Allen, in the words of Craig, went full diaper. I'm exactly, exactly. I was, pull, I wanted to pull my hair out of my head, dude. Every time I get, I got within, the closest I got was six points. Josh Allen throws another pick. I'm like, okay, midway through the third quarter, we're fine. It's going to take a while, right? We got plenty of time. Zach Wilson sucks. He'll turn the ball over. He did. He didn't capitalize. Um, and I kept saying to Megan the whole night, I kept saying, all I need is a Josh Allen to James Cook touchdown for any amount of yards, and I will win. And let me tell you, he almost did it. I don't know if you saw this, Sousa. He barely missed James Cook on a wheel route. He oh, I under threw him. And I and I I'm I had the same reaction when CD Lamb almost caught a touchdown pass on Sunday night. So we're even there. I guess what I'm trying to say is uh Josh Allen, Josh Allen, get your head out of your ass. Um and we already talked about the stages of fantasy football grief. I think I'm in denial right now. Uh because I don't I think it's fair to say the Jets defense really, really is good. Obviously, Josh Allen was a dumbass. But uh but yeah. Like I said, yeah. <clears throat> roll out of bed. My quarterbacks give me five points and gotta have a game. So you gotta love it. So hmm. technically got me nine. But yeah, and then you was, lost and I was right. That was tough. I, the one thing I hate the most in fantasy is to watch a primetime game, whether it be Sunday night or Monday night specifically, and you have to defend a lead. And all you're doing is watching your opponent's guys. And you can't do shit about it. You can't root for anyone, really, unless you root for a defense, I guess. You just got to watch. It's called cock and ball torture. And I explained that to Haley. Um, So I watched the first half. They did all right. Cook was involved quite a bit, so I think he's a good pick. And um, and you, like you said, you were on pace to win. You've gotten more than half of the points you needed in half of the game. And I said, I'm done watching this. I'm turning this shit off. I'll tune in later, rip the Band-Aid off at the end. I'm not going to torture myself. 10.30, 10.40 came around. I knew the game would still be on, but I couldn't wait any longer. So, yeah, I got to just check it. I got to just check it. I saw 13 to 13. I was like, okay. They didn't score a touchdown. And then, like, seconds later, I was witnessing Josh Allen fumble the ball. I was like, let's fucking go. I checked the score. Down. I'm up still, like, 10 points. And um, and the Jets kicked a field goal. They took the lead. They were running the clock out. There was not a lot of time left. And I was like, wait a minute. This could go to overtime. And it fucking did. I was like, no. Because I knew getting 10 points on one drive was probably not going to happen. But they gave themselves more drives by going to halftime. And at that point, you're only down six. I was like, no, fuck. It's going to get another shot. The Bills won the coin toss. Josh Allen's on the field. And the diaper became more full. And then it's like, well, okay, they didn't score. They didn't get many points. But if the Jets don't either, it's going to go back to Josh Allen. But it didn't matter. The punt return touchdown. And at that point, it was Haley that told me, you got to be positive. Enough of this enough of this whining bullshit. Enough of this negativity. Because I'm like, oh, great. We're going overtime. Oh, great. The Bills won the coin toss. She said, fuck that. Be positive. I was like, you know what? You're right. Let's go Jets D. Fuck them up. And sure enough, it worked. So positivity might be the key. Now I want you to know 
I was on the exact opposite end of that spectrum. Whereas like you were like, this fucking sucks. I hate this. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, they're going to overtime. Oh my God. Like I was in my head, I'm thinking to myself and you know what? I jinxed myself so hard. I looked at Megan yesterday. We were watching the game and I said, I'm so fucking glad I don't, I'm not kidding. I said this. I'm so fucking glad I don't have to deal with Kirk bum ass cousins anymore. I have Josh Allen. A great quarterback. Cue the fucking curb your enthusiasm music. My God, dude. And yeah, so they go, they march down the feet for a field goal. Kick the field goal. I was like, let's fucking go. Game over, baby. Oh, They're first of all, the fucking the field. field goal hit the goalpost. Oh, yeah, that too. I was like, and it went. On 9-11. Uh, okay. Let's not even. In oh. New York against the Jets. Right? Yeah. Muslim coach. Whoa. What? <laughs> what the hell? What we made this joke last. We're gonna have to year. restart the podcast. All right, I'll mute my Whoa. mic. Um. Anyway, I literally am like, I'm like, let's go. It's time, and I'm like, like, what? They can still lose the coin toss. They win the coin toss. I'm like, oh my god, the stars are aligning. I was like, is this what it's like? To have an elite player, you just have a horseshoe shoved up your ass the whole time. Like, am I going to squeak this game out because it goes to OT? No. Josh Allen looks like absolute dog food in the in the first series on OT. And then the, the Bills go, you can have it. And let me tell you something. One of the funniest tweets I saw today was that punter trying to tackle the guy who was returning the kick. He was like the last line of defense. And he just went. And he tried to hit him, and he just glanced off of him. And someone posted that video and said, "If you have one of the fr- one of your friends that says that they could tackle Derrick Henry if they were given ten tries, show them this video." <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I want to. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I want Glenn to talk here, and and moving away from our matchup to fantasy. After you say what you what you're gonna say, Glenn, I want you to then tell us. How much of this is the Jets defense being great? And how much of this is Josh Allen maybe being overrated right now? Um, to answer your question, Josh Allen had a bad game. The Jets, because the Jets defense is great. It's elite. Um, they have an outstanding front four. They have a great secondary, even though Sauce Gardner got exposed by Stephon Diggs and he was actually getting picked on by Josh Allen. Um, Jets D gives Josh Allen problems, and he did, and they did last night. Side note, talk about the punt return game-winning touchdown. I know you guys didn't watch Hard Knocks. The guy who punt returned that touchdown, Xavier Gibson, rookie wide receiver, um, he, like, barely made the team. And, like, wow. like to, come, to come full circle, like, uh, Robert Salas saying, like, you know, you're going to be a New York Jet, like, part of this, and then him having an impact that quickly – to win yeah. a huge, huge divisional game for them on Monday night against all odds once Aaron Rodgers goes down. Uh, pretty special. It's funny how that works in football. It's a sometimes. good story. Oh, yeah. You want to know it's not a good story? Is um, me thinking that I had a shot on Monday night to possibly beat Gomes. Uh, Sunday? Sunday was cool. I like. Uh, here's the thing with, with, with my team in fantasy is that I have guys who I know 
we're going to see better days ahead. Calvin Ridley, I loved. Jameer Gibbs, we're going to see better days. Javante Williams, going to see better days. Jamar Chase, we're definitely going to see better days because Joe Burrow can't be worse than he was. We'll talk about that after. TJ Hawkinson, Hollywood Brown. The thing that I can't fucking stand, and they are coming so close to kickers for me right now, are defenses. Oh, dude, just play the matchup. Play the matchup. Oh, well, the thing was, I played the matchup, and I forgot that the board said that the Rams are winning the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> so me me starting Seattle's defense, pff, fucking silly me. They're getting me negative two points. That's cool. So other than that, whatever. I still have a chance. I'm still in it because Gomes' team basically shit the bed besides Nick Chubb, who continues to do Nick Chubb things. If you got Nick Chubb, congratulations. Enjoy it. Like Derrick Henry. Enjoy the ride with Nick Chubb because I, I think he's going to be a lot better this year too because not only is he running the ball efficiently, he's going to be catching passes. That's for the fantasy yeah. standpoint of it. But I got away with Joe Burrow, a top-tier quarterback, scoring 3.18 fantasy points against me. A week one blessing. Sunday night, I got nobody. Gomes has nobody. The Cowboys are on. And I'm living life, enjoying now. The first drive, I'm like, oh, shit, you guys are marching. Then they blocked the field goal, and from there, it was fucking curtains. Those Giants, like you said, Mason, had giant piss running down their leg (laughs) after that. It got to the point where I was like, wow, this Cowboys is pretty good. And I knew they were good before, but I was like, this Cowboys is pretty elite. And then I'm like, wait a minute, do the Giants just suck? And then I'm starting to question it, and we're going to find out as the season goes on. I do think the Giants will be better than they performed on Sunday night. It was a rainy game. Um, I do think the Cowboys D is great, and I thought next week would be a test with Aaron Rodgers, but that's okay. Um, Summing up the Cowboys, it got to the point in the fourth quarter where I actually started to feel bad for Daniel Jones because this dude is running for his life like that, like no time in the pocket. And there's a clip where Chris Collinsworth is like, it's like a midway through the fourth quarter. And he's like, ah, well, Daniel Jones, you know what he's doing right now? He showed him leadership and and fortitude. You know, he's going out there in a blowout and still leading this team. And as he's doing that, he hikes the ball. And in less than two seconds, he is running for his life. And Mike Tirico's just like, oh, like what everybody's thinking at home. He's getting sacked. He fumbled it. And I'm like, dude, like the thing is in a game like that, it's week one. And I get it. If that's the message you want to send to your team, but what happens if he gets hurt in that situation? He like Brian like Dayball's dumbass. He's going to be answering. Too. That's what I'm saying. He just get paid. And, and he, like, he'd be asking, he'd be getting asked so many questions of why the fuck was Daniel Jones still in this game? Cause at that point, Dak Prescott was out. They had Cooper Russian. They barely had some of the starters in, you know, for the Cowboys offense. So why would you do that on the opposite side, especially in a game you have, you know, it, it's washed. But I thought that was hilarious, the timing on the NBC broadcast. So then we roll on to Monday night where my emotions just completely flipped. And I'm thinking, I'm down nine points. I got Aaron Rodgers. I got Dalvin Cook. And all they got to do is outscore Garrett Wilson. So unless Garrett Wilson has a huge game, like two touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers, you know, and Cook doesn't really do anything, I got a pretty good chance. Like ESPN, Mason, like the projections, they don't mean shit because the projections don't factor in the world crashing down on your fucking head four snaps <laughs> into the game. They don't factor that in. 
and I remember like watching Aaron Rodgers, like, dude, this is me. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there and Aaron Rodgers comes out. I'm just like, oh, yeah, he looks pretty good. Number eight, you Jets uniform. That's pretty good. Cool. Then the first play happens, they run it. I'm like, all right. I was like, yeah, I'll see a pass, Aaron. And then uh, he does the pass, gets knocked down, and he stands up, and then he sits back down. And I was like, get up, please. That dude sat down like he was getting ready, like he was laying on a towel at the beach. He just standing there, <laughs> looked fine, and he's like, I'm just going to He sit got down. up, and he was like, I think I just broke my shit. I'm going to sit back down. <laughs> I'm going like, to sit back down. He fucking did. I was like, no, what is up dude? with that? And then he's getting helped out the field. And then they, once they said they brought their card out, I was like, well, first of all, he's getting off the field. I'm like, maybe it's just, you know, he tweaked his ankle. Pat Mahomes can play off a tweaked ankle. Aaron Rodgers could do that. You know, he could come back. Then they brought the card out for his ass. And I was like, why? Why is, <laughs> why, why is this happening? Why does it? And then now I'm thinking, oh, God, now it's over. Now I didn't even want to watch Monday Night Football. I'm, I'm flicking on Monday Night Raw. Other channels, I'm watching fucking Discovery Channel because I don't even want to watch this shit because I'm so aggravated that I had a chance to win and now Aaron Rodgers, my hope is lost. I get notifications. Well, Bruce Hall looks cool. Fuck you, Bruce Hall. Anyway, <laughs> game goes on, game goes on. I'm starting to see it. You know, it's kind of a game. I'm getting the notifications. Josh Allen's full diaper, blah, blah, blah. I turn it back on. I haven't even checked fantasy, right? Meanwhile, Garrett Wilson's got like two catches for like 20-something yards. Dalvin Cook, to that point, from what Brees Hall was doing, he had like seven points. Now I'm looking at – I'm only down like five. And I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, I kind of got a chance here. I said, if Dalvin Cook scores, you know, you know, gets like 15, 20 rushing yards, I could pull this out, which would be yeah. a miracle considering Aaron Rodgers goes. So they get into the red zone like late in the fourth quarter, and I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, they got a chance. I said, please don't let Brees Hall be out there. He's not going to be the goal line back, right, right? Freaking first and goal. Dalvin Cook's out there. I'm like, oh, fuck. I said, just hand him the ball once. Just give it to him once. And what does Zach Wilson do? I drops back. This. Drops back. Takes two-step drop. Throws the worst possible ball he could have thrown to Garrett Wilson, one-on-one with Tredavious White, who's a great cornerback. He literally threw it right at Tredavious White. And Garrett Wilson made one of the greatest catches you will ever see for a touchdown. He he fought with him one-on-one, bobbled the ball to the ground, and while he was on his ass, secured the ball for a touchdown. Well, he, like, intentionally deflected it, too, That was right. which was crazy. He, like, deflected it to him, like, like basically like away from it to him. himself. Right, because it was such a bad throw by Zach Wilson. <laughs> it's crazy. And he came down on a touchdown, and I was like, and I lost. Wow. Because he doesn't get the fucking handoff at the goal line. And I'm like, that is oh. – and after that, I was like, whatever. Kudos to uh, Garrett Wilson. Like I said, he, he's an electric player. The stack I said I wanted all the time was Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, but obviously we're not going to see that. Honestly, I feel bad for Jets fans. We were talking about Sunday night, like feeling bad for Bryce, your cousin Mason, being a Giants fan, going to oh that game. Oh, my God. Imagine being a Jets fan for the opening night against Buffalo Bills, and you're finally saying, this is fucking it. We have a chance to compete for the Super Bowl. And then four plays in, he gets hurt and goes down. And you're for like, season. for the season. Out for the season. No, at, least, at least, at least, at least with the Giants, it's like, okay, that's one game that sucked to be there. I'm wet. I'm you know soaked. And that game sucked, and I don't want to ever think about that again. But there's always week two. For the Jets, the, I don't. you can't uh, – 
their roster is so talented, they don't have a fucking quarterback. And that is not – Zach Wilson is not that guy and will not be that guy to win them any sort of relevant game. He, he, technically, you say, oh, well, the Jets won last night. The fucking punt returner won it for him. Yeah. Zach, Zach Wilson gets the ball there. They're kicking it right back to Buffalo. So, Because, well, I mean, the thing that was crazy is that, like, I think the thing that's crazy is, like, you know when, like, a rookie quarterback comes in when someone gets hurt and they, like, kind of have the kid gloves on and they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. You're going to run the ball twice and then you're going to throw on third down on, like, an out route so there's no chance that you throw a pick. They were doing the same thing with Zach Wilson. Mind you, he's been in the Jets system for three He years. was the number two pick in the draft, bro. He's And he was a bro. starter for you for the whole so year until you got benched. How does that happen? And you had the whole training camp with Aaron Rodgers, like 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 to learn from him. All right. It's week one. We don't know. He could get better. I'm saying I doubt who it. shot in hell. And if, yeah, and if Zach Wilson walks into AT&T Stadium next week and beats the Cowboys defense that I just saw on Sunday night, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be very upset. So I don't blame you there. Sandy Sharp know. wants to just to call Tom Brady. Tell oh, yeah. I saw, I saw a tweet. As soon as Aaron Rodgers got confirmed he tore his Achilles, people were tweeting, Tom Brady has the opportunity to do the funniest thing of all time. Yeah, imagine imagine, imagine going to Gillette on Sunday and saying, I'm a Patriot, uh, always a Patriot for life or whatever. And then three days yeah. later, he's with the Jets. He says, I'm always a Patriot. Thing. Robert yeah, Kraft right. says, we're breaking the four-year embargo to induct people into the Patriots Hall of Fame. You're getting inducted in the offseason. Like, and then he just goes and signs with the Jets. Oh, my God, dude. I honestly, that would you be so cold. That would be so cold. I would kind of respect it. You think he I gives would, a fuck? You, do you actually think he gives a fuck about New England? I think he does. I think he does. I don't think he does. I don't think he gives <laughs> one shit. I think I, I think he just cares about the you know making an appearance, the Tom Brady images and that. I think he misses the game. I think he wants to be back. No, but play. I think I think you're underestimating how much he values like his brand. Because if he did that, he would become one of the biggest villains in sports. If he did that shit. But think about how much attention he'd be getting with his brand in New York, a big market town, with a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. Oh, I agree. But, dude, you're talking about a guy who has never said anything offensive in his life at a press conference. Think about that. Think about all the shit that happened with the Patriots. And he never, like, he took subtle shots, very subtle shots at the Patriots. You had to read in between the lines for and get your your fucking highlighter out and annotate annotate. He, does, the, he doesn't need quotes. to be offensive to sign with the Jets. It's just it's just a dick move. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It would be a dick move, and Tom Brady is not about that. Tom Brady's the positive guy. He's the he's the holistic. Oh yeah, do this. You'll be healthy. Be do be positive. Positive mindset. That's that's cold blooded. That's not I think, Tom Brady. I, no, I think he would rather be the first player in history to win a Super Bowl with three different teams than to, give a, than to give a fuck about New England. That'd be nuts. I would actually, I'll be honest with you, if he did that, I would root for the Jets. Yeah, I'm not just like kidding. You rooted for the Bucks. Yeah, I did. I just love, <laughs> dude, I, I can't, I, after everything that Tom Brady did for New England, it's not will, the jersey will, are, anymore. It's not the, the laundry. Right, That's the thing di- is it's like, different. I agree. It's a different, it's a, no, but it's a different scenario. Him going to the Bucks because he was forced out of New England. Can we can we agree with that? 
Oh yeah, definitely be different. No, right. this would this would absolutely be a dick move. I would a hundred percent agree with that. So 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 for Patriots fans to have sympathy towards Tom, I would understand that once he went to you know Tampa Bay and whatever. We still love Tom. He's our guy. But like I said, just to have Tom Brady Day and Gillette, and then a week <laughs> later sign with their one of their biggest rivals, the New York Jets. I know. Everyone be like, I mean, what the fuck, Tom? For me, it's not even like a sympathy thing. It's more of a respect thing. Like I respect him as a player so much that it su- it would supersede the like betrayal that I would feel for him going to the Jets. And I'm also not one of these people who's like, the Jets are our rival kid. The Jets are a divisional opponent kid. Shut the fuck up. Who cares? I don't. Oh, you it would be entertaining. It would be you, so, dude. It'd be you so. You care if Tom Brady came into Gillette and whooped that ass with the New York Jets? I would go to the game and wear a Brady jersey. I don't give a <laughs> oh, fuck. Man. All right, we got we got a lot to get to, so let's get to the news with Susan. All right, gentlemen, are you ready to hear who got hurt? everyone let's, let's get to it well we already talked about aaron Rodgers. um I, I said his season was over mason were you about to rebuttal that well no his season is over. i was gonna say not only his season but people are projecting potentially his career i i think as well so too. because i mean he's 39. He 39 years old there's been questions about whether he's wanted to retire you know what i mean and I don't know. I think it would have, it would have, I think whether or not he would have continued to play after this season probably would have pretended, uh, sorry, probably would have been, uh, dependent on whether or not the Jets actually made a run in the playoffs. I think yeah, it would have been a success. If, like, if he had a Russell Wilson type season this year with the Jets, he would have hung him up at the end of this year. So, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, he's old. Do you want rehab an Achilles? Yeah. That's a significant injury. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Especially someone at his age. So that's my only concern. And I think that would like Obviously, I think all of us on the podcast, all of us, we all agree Aaron Rodgers is a dickhead. We don't like him. But I think that would really suck if he left, uh, like if he left the game. Like that would just be a net negative. And, you know? and that makes it that much worse for Jets fans. It's like you're not even going to get another chance. That was it. Yeah, four snaps is all you got of your of your hero of your savior. I, I think I think That's he'll so come back. crazy. I do think he'll come back. I think I think, think so. If he cares, if he cares anything about like his legacy and what you know it is to the game, I think he'll want that one more chance to come back play with the Jets because his Jets roster isn't going anywhere. They got so much yeah. young talent; they're loaded. You know, I'd say. Get better right. this year, stock back up next year, try to be as healthy as you possibly can be, but just know you're one injury away from curtains because if something like that happens again next year, obviously that's a different story. Oh, yeah, yeah no. He's, I know. He's and and what, what stinks is, you know, Tom Brady has put such a thing in our minds, like not even Tom Brady – that whole like generation of quarterback before us, the Ben Roethlisberger's, the Eli Manning's, the Philip Rivers, these Peyton, guys, Peyton, Peyton Manning, like these guys played well beyond their prime, still at an efficient level. Yeah. So, me, you know, I don't think it, football. It's a tough sport, man. And any hit like that could be it. So, I don't know. I'd like to see him come back. I'm wishful thinking, thinking Aaron Rodgers will come back. 
a year from now. I, okay. I think he will too, for the record. I'm just saying that there's always that chance. So I think, you know, it, everyone just needs to be cognizant of that, I guess. I know we're like, like aware of it, but it's just, it just sucks. You know, yep. here's someone who probably won't come back. JK Dobbins tore his Achilles too. After a couple ACL tears. I mean, this is like his third, I feel like season ending injury. Yeah. Um, he was having a good game, had a Superman touchdown, as in he jumped over people and got into the end zone, dove in. And he walked over to the sideline, just under his own power. Camera showed him talking to his coach. And then all of a sudden, that was it. Torn Achilles. Which is crazy to think that you can just walk around the torn Achilles for a little bit until you realize, oh, shit. I feel, like, I, feel walk like, again. I feel like J.K. Dobbins is the most... 50 50 guy if you're a football fan i feel like half the people who play fantasy football were all in on him this year to return and come back and be great and the other half who had owned him in the past and said you know we're expecting that last year we're just out on him and i'm not saying a torn achilles kind of proves the point of him being injury prone because he did look good before the day like it looked promising to he say like the okay, guy too he's gonna be the guy and this is going and and again an unfortunate injury um, for J.K. Dobbins, but congratulations. I'm not going to say congratulations, but good good praise for those people like myself who stay away from J.K. Dobbins in all leagues. I, I think the thing that, that sucks, though, about Dobbins is like, obviously injury is always like a wild card when it comes to fantasy, but I think the thing that sucks about Dobbins is like, is he injury prone? Or is it just really, really bad, bad luck? luck? Because it's yeah. not even that he's re-injured. It's not even like, you know, he tore his ACL and then he tore his ACL again. And then he just tore it for the third time. You know what I mean? It's It's been like different things every single time. And I kind of think that was like something similar that happened to McCaffrey, where it was like, you know, everyone was like, this guy's injury prone. But I think it was mostly, and he's showing us now, you know, knock on wood, obviously, that it's mo- it was bad luck. You know what I mean? Like last year he was healthy for basically the whole season, you know, bumps and bruises here or there. Um, but, and that's the thing, it's just recency bias because how many people this year basically were just like, Christian McCaffrey, consensus number one overall pick, number two, no one was talking about the, in- the or, you know, people t- discussed it, but it wasn't as big of a talking point. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've experienced some people who are a little skeptical about it, but I, like I said in the preseason episodes, I think him putting together a full season last year at such a high level, kind of got to throw that out the window. If he had missed a significant portion, like say if he missed like five or six games last year, even though you're still performing at a high level, I would understand. But he put together a full season. Yeah, like if like if J.K. Dobbins last year put together a full season, I would have the same. You know, like. I'd be I'd give it the stamp of approval, not injury prone. Okay. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah. I I just think it's it, I think it's bad luck for him. Um. But I mean, I guess the question is now like, now he's getting to the point, and it and it sucks because like you know obviously it, it's like you hate to see that for a guy who's who's supposed to be for all intents and purposes uh has top top twelve. Uh, running back, top 10 running back upside in a great offense. And also just, you know, the human element of the fact that poor dude is hurt all the fucking yeah. time. Sucks. Um, But like, it's, it's getting to the point with him now 
where he's been in the league for four four years, right? This this was going to be his fourth season or fifth. So, yeah, yeah um, fourth. So, I mean, he's been in the league for four years now. He's starting to get to the point where it's like, all right, man, are you really going to have much of a career here? Because your rookie 20. contract's almost up. You're getting to that age where <laughs> running backs start to fall off a cliff anyway, yep. you know? And, who, what and, and if I'm if I'm Baltimore, I'm 110 drafting a running back next year. Yeah, like you the draft trades is hard to come back from. Right. Um, it usually takes more than one year. Yeah, unless you're Cam so, Akers. So that's too bad. Yeah, but then it doesn't matter because you're fucking the coach's wife. Yep. So I think that does it for season-ending injuries. Well, let's talk about month-long injuries. Yeah. We got Cooper Cup. He was finally announced to go on IR before Sunday. Um, so that means week one counted for that four game stretch, but it's a four game minimum for IR right now. So he has three more games left. We have Deontay Johnson, who is expected mm. to be sidelined for a few weeks due to a hamstring injury that he suffered. Greg Dulcich, tight end for the Broncos, sidelined multiple weeks after injuring his hamstring. Pretty much the same thing Deontay Johnson did. Um, we also have Austin Eckler dealing with an ankle injury and his status for practice this week is uncertain. I'm not I'm not saying he's out for a month like those other guys, but um, he's injured. Uh, Colts running back Evan Hull, he's a rookie, was placed on IR. He's going to miss four weeks. We saw Deion, Deion Jackson not do much. Zach Moss, Ooh, just Jack. watch out for him. Might be the guy. He broke his arm in the, in the, a few weeks ago or a couple months ago. He's on the mend, but he might be the guy there uh, as one of them just went on IR. Kenneth Gainwell. He has a rib issue after pretty much being the guy this week with Penny as a healthy scratch and Swift getting absolute dick for work. Um, he got, I think, 18 touches and he hurt his uh, he hurt his ribs. Did not participate in today's practice. So watch out for that. Uh, you know, just the week one woes here. Jacoby Myers practically died for a minute. On the field, yeah. he was concussed after having a monster game, by the way. He was Huge game. what people wanted Adams to be. He was going off over 20 points. I think he had two touchdowns. Um, but he had a really bad hit, freezed up on the field. He's in concussion protocol. Uh, he, I would guess he doesn't play this week, but we'll see. Couldn't believe he walked off the field on his own power, by the way. I thought they were bringing out the car for him for sure. Right. Yeah. That was Crazy. tough. Aaron Jones suffered a hamstring injury. Add him to the hamstring list, and he was on a touchdown um, nonetheless. On a tu- on a monster touchdown, uh, he was going too fast for his body to handle, and he, he tweaked something, missed the rest of the game. But the Packers were pretty much carrying away with that game anyway. Um, Tyler Lockett also got hurt. I haven't seen anything new from him, but in that game, he did go to the medical tent. Didn't have a, a monster game at all. He was in um... some time. Concussion protocol. Concussion, okay. But then he came back. And I think that's about it for notable injuries. There was a lot, especially for the first week. That always sucks. Um, Mark Andrews missed week one, by the way. So he with a quad issue. He is, I think, I think the hope is that he'll play this week, but they're still monitoring the situation. Um, for J.K. Dobbins, by the way, there's Justice Hill, there's Gus Edwards, but they still have Melvin Gordon. They signed him earlier in the offseason, and now they plan to activate him from the practice squad. 
So could be a mess there. Craig in the chat said I'm all out on Ravens RBs and I'm probably with them. Um, mm. Yeah, I think. Oh, Mike Williams got hurt. He came back, though. Um, something to watch there. Maybe he's OK. Friar Muth had a chest injury after catching a touchdown. Actually, no, he had he got hurt before the touchdown, but they're in the red zone. They're moving quick. So I think he stayed out there. He he stayed out there then caught the touchdown. And, um, but he's, he's hurt. And, uh, okay. I think that finally does it. Good job, Susan. What we're going to do now is, um, we're going to reflect back on the board. Now this board is very important. As we do the stellar seller podcast throughout the year, we're going to be adding stuff, uh, this is some like sizzling hot takes, but just stuff that we're saying, like if this guy's going to be better than that guy, maybe we have disagreements. Uh, so let's review it, and then we'll go back to it in a couple weeks to see how it's holding up. So the first one I have on this board is Gibby versus K9, a.k.a. the world versus Germany, because we all think that Jameer Gibbs is going to do better than Ken Walker moving forward. And how did week one look, Mason? Um, Ken Walker slightly edged out. Um, are we going by just total points? I'm assuming total points. Okay. Kenneth Walker just edged out Jameer Gibbs. He had 8.7 and Gibbs finished with seven. This is half point PPR, by the way. Yep. How do we feel about that? Are we nervous? Um, not really. Um, let's be honest. Number one, there's always potential for you want to talk about someone who's injury prone, Ken Walker. Um, but even not banking on that, I think Seattle's a little bit worrisome, in my opinion. They lost to the Rams. So let's be honest, Jameer Gibbs is going to catch a lot of balls. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to catch a lot of balls. I don't know if Ken Walker is necessarily going to do that. Um and I think game script probably for the Lions might be a little bit better just because their offense will keep them in games. So Jameer Gibbs is constantly going to be on the field. Um, granted, Dave Montgomery also looked good. Yep. But I think that offense is high-powered enough that both of them can uh, can be pretty good. So. All right, Susan, I'm going to ask you about this next one. My dark horse for MVP, Jared Goff. We have Goff for MVP. Jared Goff, 1-0, going into Arrowhead, Defeating the reigning, defending Super Bowl champs and the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes. It's looking good so far, isn't it? You guys, you guys were like, ah, Jared Goff ain't winning MVP. Who's the MVP so far? Jared Goff. I would say Tyreek Hill. That's just yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, Goff won. Um, did he do it? No. No turnovers. Nope, but um, Tony gave a turnover, and the defense scored a touchdown, giving them the lead. And, of course, Pat Mahomes, or the the wide receiver room, could not help him out. So I honestly think the Chiefs beat themselves. Oh, And I'm not going to give Jared Goff himself too much credit. He had one touchdown, 250 yards. I mean, you expect that from a Derek Carr. You know, you're kind of streaming quarterbacks. That's that's all he did. Um, So I'm not going to – by any means, call him an MVP candidate. He did get the win, but there was a lot of help outside of Jared Goff. All right, we'll, we'll revisit in a couple weeks. Uh, this one, Mason, Josh Allen 
equals Philip Rivers. I mean, last night. In space, was, dude. That's my quarterback. <laughs> that was Philip Rivers territory. I'm just saying. Three picks and a fumble in a big game? Let's got Philip Rivers all over it. Dang. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all he needs is LaDainian Tomlinson. That's it. That's it. The next one I'm not proud of because it might be the coldest one on the board. Jalen Waddle, greater than Tyreek Hill. And uh, although Waddle was good. Yeah. <laughs> Tyreek, Tyreek Hill, Hill was, was better. Waddle's not doing what Tyreek's doing. It's He's not him. Happen. Not yet. It's one week. Yeah, what are they going to do when defenses catch on to Tyreek Hill? And Jalen Waddle. Let's not forget they that's had all, Chargers... they had all last let's... year to do that. No, no, no. Let's not forget that's the Chargers defense. Chargers defense is ass crack. Poor Justin Herbert has to put up just as many points as the defense lets up his whole career so far. So let's put that in perspective. Once the Miami Dolphins face the Jets or, you know, a, a viable defense like the Bills twice a year. We'll see, you know, once we'll see if the tides the turn a little bit. I will okay. say that was that was really the only game that on Sunday I think that actually lived up to the hype. A lot of shit weather games this week, which really blew. Yeah. Um, hurricanes. Yeah, well, um, but like that game was was really fun to watch. Um, yeah, it was back and forth. Probably the only game. Yeah, like that, it's like really. a track meet. It's like just back and forth, man. But but yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully the Dolphins can sustain that. Up next, I got Michael Thomas equals. Batman, which actually resembles the darkness. Michael Thomas' stat line, Susan? Um, eight targets, five receptions, 61 yards. Not bad. 8.6 points. He was solid. I mean, if that's a floor without a touchdown and your flex, I mean, people probably had him on the bench in most in most drafts. I, I, I'm happy with that. And we were, he, he we was... were close to Chris Olave. He got a little tweet for a second, we were like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I felt the darkness yeah. surrounding me. And I'm, when that and I'm pretty sure Michael Thomas had like the first two receptions of, of the Saints offense. Yeah, I didn't of like the that. Faints, the Saints season, Michael Thomas was like they, the first guy. Scott Hansen cutting to the game and going, welcome back, Michael Thomas. I was like, e. So far, man, the but, take but, is on. It has legs. But... Alave still significantly outperformed. Right. So Alave being the nightlight, it stayed on all night. It helped you sleep. You were good. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. But next one is the closet door opened a little more. It did. I'm gonna say that. But the light shined. The light shined through. The light shined. Next one we got is Mikey 1K, meaning Mike Evans getting a thousand yards. Dude, you want to know why I lost? I lost because of that one fucking play to Mike Evans where he scored that touchdown. That one fucking play, which was some of the worst. I knew Minnesota's defense was bad, man. That was some of the worst safety play I have ever seen in my life. He just li- he looked at Mike Evans and said, God, he said, go ahead. When that happens for Devontae Adams, we were like, oh, Adams is so good. Why not Mike, Mike Evans? Mike Evans is good. What did he finish with? So he, he had with ten, 10 targets. Points. Sorry. Yeah. 15.6 points, 10 targets, six receptions, 66 yards. That's three sixes. 
um, Mike Evans, oh. the devil and a touchdown. Mike he, um, no, don't write that. <laughs> so um, for our board's sake, through 17 games, you need to average 58.8 yards. Let's just call it 59 yards a week to reach a thousand yards. And he got 66. He's above the average. Oh, shit. So he's on pace for a little bit above a thousand. It's still there. The next one, Mason, week one, we saw Javante Williams versus Samaje Pirine. How did that go? Um. All right. So Javante finished with 7.7. Who the fuck has Pirine? Jake Harrison? Jake. Jake. Yes, he does. Samaje P. Ryan, 9.8. One week. It's one week. It's been. All right. This next one, I'm going to erase from the board because it has to be null and void. Geno Smith versus Aaron Rodgers. I got to take it off. That's sad. Because uh, Gino was not good. No, he was not. I was going to say, Aaron Rodgers did you see, did you see that lost clip? his Achilles. What? Did you see a clip of Gino Smith dropping back for a pass and Aaron Donald just breaks through the middle and the audio picks him up and he goes, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I did see that. <laughs> it's yeah, that's funny. Susan, Rams? Super Bowl 58 champs? I hey. mean, without cut. They destroyed the the Seahawks. Rams got a better record than you and me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They do. Um, Matt Stafford looked competent, but we got to see. Was it just the Seahawks defense? Was it the Rams? Um, I mean, if they can pick up wins like this and then get Cooper Cup back, there's a chance. Kyron Williams looked amazing. Uh, I didn't even realize that Cam Akers touched the ball over 20 times because it seemed like the Kyron Williams show, but he did. He touched Kyron Williams, but he sucked. 20 20 carries for like 22 yards or something. No, I wanted to bring this up because I think, obviously, I think we're like big uh, proponents of efficiency, I feel, on this podcast. And when I say that Cam Akers had one of the most inefficient days, I think – in the his, I think actually in the history of the NFL, if I'm not mistaken, um, I might have to look that up. On I saw the stat on Twitter. I'll look it up. But my man, for exact numbers, Cam Akers had 22. He had 22 carries for 29 yards. That is an average of 1.3 yards per carry. Holy shit! That's bad. So imagine um, being told that this guy was going to get 22 carries and score a touchdown, and he wouldn't even get nine points. No fumbles or anything. Crazy. That's crazy. But, insane. But he got 22 not, carries. So I mean, and last but not least on the board, who's a Roshan equals gas. Roshan looked good, dude. He, did look he good. looked big. He looked good. He scored a touchdown, albeit in somewhat of a garbage time scenario. Because the Bears, I mean, as good as Justin Fields is in fantasy, they fucking sucked. I tell you, there's a reason they got the number one pick. They're bad. They're a bad team. You're right. It is possible to have great fantasy output on a dog shit team. Um, But yeah, Roshan John. I mean, all running, all the running backs actually did decent. Herbert had over nine points without a touchdown. He had a two point conversion. Roshan Johnson had the touchdown on only five carries, but he caught the ball six times. 
So wait a minute. So I don't know. It's going to be more of a split than I was hoping for as a Khalil Herbert owner. What what was Donta Foreman's role in that? He was out there, I think, on passing downs a lot. I saw those dreads, but he um, he didn't get he got the least amount of work. Five carries, two receptions. Um, Roshan Johnson had five carries as well, and Khalil had nine carries and three receptions. So he actually got a little bit more work, but he just didn't get the touchdown. Pretty evenly split, though. And then we flip it on to the backside for our weekly takes. In week one, we look back. Sean Payton does not play football. I'll tell you what, he makes that motherfucker excited. An onside kick to start the season, which they almost got, but they didn't. And then they lost. Yeah, they played the they played the Raiders. That was the most annoying thing because I had the Broncos defense. And the thing that they do immediately to start the game is give the Raiders great field position. And I was like, you got to be kidding. But if, but if they got it, Susan, that would have just took out a possession. That's true. Risk that's reward, true. You know? That's cool. I mean, we'll check out the board as the season goes on. We'll add stuff to the board. Um, but for now, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Stellar Stars of the Week are brought to you by Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job that your man or woman started. Love it. Love it. It's been a while. And the thing is, we've been doing this podcast for a little bit now. Uh, one of our most loyal sponsors, Ready to Rumble Vibrators. Um, they're just, you know, shooting out merch <laughs> left and right. And uh, we're here to support it. That's why this segment is as popular as it always has been. Stellar Stars of the Week, the best performances from week one. Who wants to begin? I will go last. All right, cool. Mason? Do you want me to go? I, I wasn't here when you guys talked about who your Stellar Stars were. Um, I don't think we did. That's all right. I'm going to have one that you guys probably won't pick. That's okay. how I feel. Well, okay, so then I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pick the obvious one. Uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill. Tyree kills my stellar star of the week. Um, let me tell you, like you said, Glenn, Jalen Waddle was good. Tyree kill was godly. He picked up right where he left off last year in the dolphins offense. He finished with 11 receptions for 215 yards. You want to talk about pace Souza? What's this guy on pace for? Like he said, over three, he said like his, 3,500 yards or something. He said his goal is to get past 2,000 receiving yards this year, and I believe him. He, uh, he might do it. He might do it. Um, Nine more games like this. He, he finished needs. with two TDs, two big old TDs. So if you drafted Tyreek Hill, me, you are a very happy camper because he basically won you your week. He won me my week. Nice. Another uh, – Fantasy player that won your week, or should I say, fantasy defense that won your week? The Dallas fucking Cowboys. Now, if you're one of those teams that, like, if you're one of those guys who goes into Sunday night and you're thinking, oh man, Cowboys D on prime time, you know, they could do well, they could do this. I mean, you just gotta be like, you, you had to be ecstatic 
with how this game turned out. The Dallas Cowboys D did something special and something that I don't think has ever been done before. Shut out a team. Get a hold on. I'm trying to find the stats here. Shut out a team. Get a blocked field goal return for a touchdown. Get a pick six. Seven sacks. And, oh and, God. And the Cowboys, Dak Preston didn't get sacked once. So a seven to zero, as far as you know, turnaround. Like they sacked their quarterback seven times. They didn't let our quarterback get sacked at all. That's crazy. Uh, just going over it. No points allowed. Block punt and field goal for a turn for a touchdown. Two picks. One fumble recovered. Block punt. Seven sacks. Pick six. And less than 200 total yards allowed. And, like, there was a play where Stephon Diggs gets – I'm sorry, not Stephon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs gets beat on a route. I don't know if it was by the rookie, Jalen Hyatt, or somebody else. Gets beat on a route. He catches up to him and does a perfect peanut punch and punches the ball out and forces a fumble. And, of course, Dallas lands on it because that's just how the night was going. Like, everything was going right for the Dallas Cowboys and everything was going wrong for the New York Giants. And I bet, I guarantee, there were some horrifying bad beats out there in fantasy. Um, you know, people say, oh, I'm, I'm up by – 25 and all I got all I'm facing is the Cowboys D well the Cowboys yeah. defense oh got God. 35 points so sucks to be that guy yeah yeah she's being up like 30 32 points even you little ugh. and you're just like say, just you're like just score a field goal just score a touchdown did you get any points so that can go down just don't I get just, sacked I feel I feel good anything. though just come on. I feel good though because your dad had them on his bench. So technically, no one in our league got victimized by the Cowboys defense, yeah. which I don't know if that should be an indictment on our league or not. But um, yeah. Yeah, he I mean, had the Niners. My D. dad, he has the Niners D too, which, you know, yeah. got 14 points. So either way, it would have been a good start. I know the Cowboys D won it for Craig and Jim and Skip. Crazy. And, uh, yeah, he didn't deserve to win, but Cowboys D, <laughs> bailed him out. Choose him. You know, maybe the move might the move might just be drafting defenses early, relatively early, instead of waiting I, for the last couple picks. I don't know anything about fantasy anymore, so. <laughs> um, my stellar star is. I was gonna make a joke to annoy Craig, but because I know he wants me to say one guy in particular, and I'm gonna do it. Because he did well. It's Brandon Ayuk. He was him. Eight targets, eight receptions. Perfect, 100% completion there. Two touchdowns, 129 yards, 28.9 fantasy points and half PPR. He led the 49ers in everything. I mean, Christian McCaffrey had a great game. Ayuk had a better game. And, um, you know, for a guy who was only projected for like nine points by ESPN going into this thing, and with Debo projected for more, he stomped his foot on the ground and said, it's me. I'm the fucking guy. And he had a great game. He looked good. He had an incredible block, too, for one of McCaffrey's touchdowns. Yeah. I think that he wouldn't have – McCaffrey would not have scored if it wasn't for Ayuk laying down the law. So a great game overall for this you know, man right here. It's, it's crazy to think how far Brandon Ayuk has come 
Remember after his rookie season where he was like getting benched and we were like, what did he do to Kyle Shanahan? Yes. And now, like now, Brandon Ayuk, after week one, so week one take, still plenty of season to go, but he's got to be the chance. He has a great chance to be the steal of the draft. Not only to be the wide receiver one in San Fran, not only to possibly be a wide receiver one in fantasy, but he's outplaying guys on his team that you think would have more production, like Debo, like George Kittle, and right now, like Christian McCaffrey. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying that's gonna continue to happen throughout the year, but the fact that it happened week one is a good start. Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey still finished with 24 points. So, I, well, I'm just saying he did better. Susan just said it. Yeah, I, I don't. I'll make it. I'll make it up. Spurs, Look, I think. Just, no, I will continue. Sorry, I'll. I just have a point I want to make after. Something about Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk connection. That's all I'm gonna say. I think my thing with the 49ers, and we talked about this in the off season. So it's Brandon Ayuk this week, but I think the 49ers have the opportunity to be one of those teams that is so good football, like actual football wise, but fantasy wise is going to be incredibly frustrated besides Christian McCaffrey, because I think obviously through last week's game, you can see it doesn't matter what anyone else on the team does. McCaffrey's going to get his uh, because he's just that good. But I think between Kittle Debo, I think mostly between Debo and Ayuk, and Kittle somewhat, because I'm not the biggest Kittle guy, but, He's still a good tight end. Anyway, I think it's it's going to be kind of game to game on who's going to go off because I think they're one of those teams um, because say we want about Kyle Shanahan, but he's a decent coach. Um, if you're taking away something, they will exploit whatever you're not taking away. Right. So if the next team that they play next week, um, which I think is, is it the Rams or something? It is. Um, if the Rams say, uh, actually, Ayuk, we're taking you away, they'll throw the ball to Debo. If they take both Debo and Ayuk away, they'll throw the ball to Kittle. If they take all three of them away, they'll throw the ball to McCaffrey. They don't care. I think they're just going to do whatever they need to do to win, um, which from a football standpoint in real life is incredible, but from a fantasy standpoint might be frustrating on a week-to-week basis if you're not the McCaffrey owner. Yeah, we talked about that during the preseason, and that's kind of the take we had it on year long. Like McCaffrey is going to be the most consistent one there, just because one, how good he is, and two, the volume that the RB position commands, and um, how good the 49ers are going to be. They're going to be chewing a lot of clock come second half. So we shall see. That was Stellar Stars of the Week, brought to you by Rated Rumble Vibrators. Finish the job. That your man or woman started. Mason? Got it. Yeah, baby. You know what time it is. I know what time it is. We all know what time it is. It's time for... Fuck. Of the week. Brought to you by PB&J Lube. If you're going to get fucked, you might as well use Lube. Might as well. Um. So we're doing it a little bit differently this year. Folks, we're switching it up. You know, we, we've been doing the podcast for a few years now. We gotta, we gotta inject some life <clears throat> into it. Okay, shot in the arm. Exactly, shot in the ass. That too. That too. Um, basically, what we're gonna do is instead of me picking at or us, you know, 
talking about it before the podcast and deciding on who the fuck of the week is, and then me announcing it in this segment. We are each going to pick, like the Stellar Star of the Week, our own candidate for fuck of the week, and then we're going to let the Twitch chat decide who the fuck of the week is. Um, and if you watch the Twitch stream live, if you're listening to the podcast version of this right now, you can join in on the vote. But if you're listening to the podcast version, unfortunately, that time has passed. So catch us next week live. So, gentlemen, would you like to give your fucks of the week? I would. And I'm going to start with a man who is currently ranked 30th at his position. That's Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, this past Sunday, not only fucked owners who have him, but he also fucked owners who have Jamar Chase, owners who have T. Higgins, owners who have Joe Mixon, owners who have Irv Smith Jr., and the whole Cincinnati Bengals franchise. Because my guy couldn't even reach 100 yards. 82 passing yards, no interceptions, no nothing. And, ah, would you look at here, negative one rushing yards. So just when it couldn't get any worse in the air, it just got a little bit worse on the ground. No touchdowns, no nothing. It was like he didn't even play. It was like he came in for a few snaps and got you 82 yards. Except he played all four quarters and did a horrible job at playing the quarterback position. Don't forget, he was so bad that he got benched with like 10 minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the game was already out of hand and over at that point, and you don't want to risk injury on like the Giants. But um, yeah, Joe Burrow not only fucked himself, he fucked many others that week. So he is my fuck of the week. All right, Souza. Um, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I, I gotta say, I, I know it's linked to Joe Burrow, but I gotta go with T. Higgins. I gotta go with T. Higgins because when someone drafted as high as T. Higgins on a great offense like the Bengals gets you zero points, someone who played 95% of snaps, someone who had eight targets gets you zero points, he fucked you. He completely fucked you. And Ironically, I feel like a lot of people compare him to Devonta Smith in terms of he can be a wide receiver one on your fantasy team. He's very good, but he's technically a wide receiver two on a really good team, both around the same age as well. Uh, but and um, so they're, they're pretty much comparable. Devonta Smith last year also had a goose egg to start the season before having a really good year. And now T. Higgins is doing it. Just thought that was a little fun tidbit, but yeah, zero points. Everyone started him. He fucked it. Yeah. Crazy, man. Um, okay. Mason's got Jamar Chase. No, no, no. no. Um, I actually, I do have Joe Burrow in another league, but thankfully I had Nick Folk and the Saints defense who got me like 35 by themselves. And I actually went against the guy who had Dallas's defense. Oh my God. But thankfully the rest of his team did absolute dick. So I was fine. <laughs> um, anyway, my pick for fuck of the week. And this is difficult for me because I don't want to be biased because I've been accused of bias quite a bit for picking my own players. Okay. 
So I was originally going to go with Dallas Goddard. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with Drake London instead because Drake London is not on my team. But then I remembered, oh, wait, he is on my team in my work league. But I forgot that because he gave me zero points. Forgot you started him because you might as well not have started him. I might as well have literally benched him and put nothing in there. So ultimately, I think I'm going to go with London because tight end's a volatile position anyway. So I'm going with London. London was so bad in this game. Um, did he even have a target? Yes. No, uh, he had one God, target. I hope so. Oh. He had one target the whole oh. fucking game. That's it. And he finished with zero. He just, and T, he doesn't have the excuse that T. Higgins has. It was a, a torrential downpour, and people were slipping. Joe Burrow sucked ass. They were in a dome. Desmond Ritter stinks. He yeah, I think I, he he has that excuse that Desmond Ritter is his quarterback rather than Joe Burrow. Um, it sucks because Drake London's a great talent, but how do you trust it going they forward? They don't throw this? the ball. The they the don't. Atlanta Falcons are like the New York Jets NFC. Basically, they have so much talent on at their skill positions. And they have a black hole at quarterback. Like someone who, if you played like a gadget guy at quarterback, he'd probably, like if you put Taysom Hill at quarterback on the Falcons, he'd probably be better than Desmond Ritter or Marcus Mariota or whatever shit bum they're rolling out there. Yeah, as much as people say football's a team sport and you can't really give the quarterback all the praise for success, you got to realize just how important the quarterback is to a team's success. I mean, you were going to see it with the Jets. We see it with the Falcons. It's not pretty when you have a black hole at quarterback. No. No matter what you surround them by. With Mason, you want to announce a winner uh, via the v- vote in the chat? or Via vote? the – hold on. Oh, wow. We got a last minute vote in there. So we got a total of two votes. Oh, shit. Um, two votes. Let's go. Two votes. One from Craig and one from someone named Vinny Stromboli. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, two votes for T. Higgins. Um, I think the difference here between T and um, Drake London and and Dallas Goddard is, number one, Dallas Goddard's a tight end. And I, I agree with this. Uh, Dallas got it to tight end and Drake London. You have all, you know, all the stipulations about him going into the season. So like when you draft him, you're taking a risk. T Higgins is the number two wide receiver on a top five offense in the league. The fact that he got zero points is unconscionable. Like Drake right. London, I can see, right? You can see that happening. T Higgins, I you can't. That you're it's drafting him higher to like second, third round pick. Exactly. It hurts. And that's just that's just how week one went. Um, really quickly, I just want to go over the QBs and tight ends for this week and the top performers. So quarterbacks, who do you think would be great? You know, who was drafted first? Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert. At least that was the order in our league. QB one. Hold on. I don't know this. Is QB1 Mac Jones? It's Tua. Shit. Mac Jones is number two. (laughs) 
It goes crazy. Tua is number one. Mac Jones, number two. Jordan Love, number three. Then there's Justin Herbert. He performed. Anthony Richardson, number five. Deshaun Watson, number six. And then finally, we get to Pat Mahomes at QB7. And then Lawrence at eight. Where's, La- where's Lamar Jackson? Where's Josh Allen? Oh, they're not here yet. It's Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson. Those are your top 12 quarterbacks. Sam Howell, Jimmy G, Derek Carr. There's Justin Sam Fields, Howell. number 16. He was the number four quarterback off the board, Justin Fields. It's It was crazy. Now the tight ends. I know tight ends are crazy, but there's a few reliable guys. Kelsey wasn't playing, but there's well, actually Andrews wasn't Davis. playing either. <laughs> so that's all right. The best so Hawkinson, the Hawkinson, maybe Darren Waller, right? Tight end one, Hunter Henry. <laughs> all right. Tight end two, Hayden Hurst. Three, Donald Parham. Four, Drake Bell. I mean, Blake Bell. Drake Bell. <laughs> It's like, isn't he in jail for being a pedophile? And then finally, a tight end five. I never find that it be so simple. Finally, number five, TJ Hawkinson. Actually, I'm going to say Harrison Bryant, number five, because they tied. Harrison Bryant, number five, then TJ Hawkinson. I got to, you know, manipulate it to sound worse than this. Insane, man. I can't believe, like, that's just tight end. In a nutshell, it sucks. Luke Musgrave was in the top ten tight ends. Um, it's gross. It was an ugly week one. I'll admit it. Hopefully, this isn't the trend as the year goes. Because last year was bad enough with shit not going the way it was supposed to. I don't want back to back years of this. I gotta continue for the wide receivers. I'm sorry because I'm just looking at this. Yeah, we got Tyreek. He's great. He's number one. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk. He can do it. And then Jacoby Myers, number three. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne, number four. Wow. And then we get Stephon Diggs. Okay. Number five, though. Calvin Ridley. Cool. Great. Michael Pittman, number seven. And then Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, number eight, after having 150 yards or something, finishes oh wide receiver eight. Dude, dude, real quick. How do you have the best wide receiver in the league and not target him in the red zone once? Because you got KJ Osborne on your team. Dude, exactly. that made me want to pull my hair out. I was like, bro, it's Justin Jefferson. Just throw the ball to him. He'll get open. You fucking dumbass. I, oh, my God. Kirk Cousins, I want to put my fist through my TV every time I watch him play quarterback, and he's not even on my team. You're so still in involved the top, with him now. I know. It's even <laughs> worse because now it's like he can affect my team through yep. proxy. It's like he's not on my team, but if he just sucks ass, so does there. Justin Jefferson. Right. He's like the puppet master. He's pulling the strings. Oh, and and just to round out the top 10 wide receivers with Justin Jefferson at eight. At nine, we have Puka Nuka. Puka Nakua. Whoa. Puka Nakua. Okay. Watch uh, how you speak on my man. Nuka bro. sounds funny. Sounds oh, better, Puka I mean. It just rolls Puka off the Nakua. tongue. Or like uh, Crash Team Racing. Puka Nuka. <laughs> Set up. At number 10, we have Romeo Dobbs. So the top 10 receivers only has three of the top 10 drafted receivers in Tyreek, Stephon Diggs, and Justin Jefferson. What a way to start the NFL season. Yeah. Side note here. Because you got me thinking about Drake Bell. Is Drake and Josh the best Nickelodeon like sitcom? I would say yes. 
I would say it's for me, Drake and Josh yeah. is like S tier, and then the S tier show on the side of it is Ned's Declassified Ooh. for me. Love that show. It's good. Show. Um, and then I'd say like A rank. I like Die Carly personally. I thought love Zoe one on one. I was not yes. the biggest fan of Zoe one on one. To be honest, oh, Zoe one on one slapped. I think yeah, I, I think I had a better time with Zoe one on one than iCarly. Although I like iCarly too, Zoe one on one I think was was better at the time when I was watching it. What um, about the OGs like Drake and Josh? Definitely number one, I think. Unless you can name something better that I can't think of. What about the OGs like the Amanda Show? Or... That's all that and the Amanda Show like and all that. How it was can like I, S- SNL for and Kel? that was great. Dude. Yeah, those are great shows. To be honest with you guys, I until until Drake and Josh got me, I did not give a fuck about kids sitcoms until I was like 13. I only watched like Cartoon Network and I watched SpongeBob and the Fairly Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron. And that was it. Hmm. So well, but, you missed out on some good stuff though. I know, I do feel like I missed out. Like, I'm not saying those are bad shows. I just, as a child, I did not care. Craig says, so. I wanted to drink Blitz and ride a Jet X. What was their <laughs> phone call? They had a cool flip phone, um, too, like, the, uh, like a sidekick. Mate. Yeah, I wanted that more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think the Amanda show is up there, too. It's like, just like, if, if you watch it back, some of the stupid shit, like some of the stupid skits that they had. They did uh, good to- for a skit show for like Ari, Tony, for like kids. Tony Pajamas. Oh, and, dude, that one's uh, so good. That was so funny. The freaking movie store. It's the Big Brothers. They got eggs. <laughs> and then Paul would always get hit, taking a yeah. ball for somebody. Paul. Is there one where they were like, oh, oh no. I hate the canola. What? She goes, she goes, why were you at the thing? She goes, why were you at the bakery with another guy? She's like, I was getting you a cannoli. He goes, and Paulie was the other guy. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, why didn't you tell me about the cannoli? I ate the cannoli. What? I ate the cannoli. Ah, <laughs> uh, such good stuff. Oh man, Jesus! This is a fantasy football podcast. Uh, we can do a Nickelodeon podcast if you guys want. I'm down. Good. Do, what, we, what if we what if we review like five episodes of SpongeBob every every episode? And then we can call that our MVP because Nickelodeon's doing football now. Do you guys see they're doing um a Toy Story football game? Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. No. Look it up. It I something they announced it either last night during Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. Um yeah, they're doing like something, some weird collaboration with like Disney instead of like obviously Nickelodeon has like the splat bullshit or whatever. But now they're also doing a collaboration with Disney where like the players are going to be like Toy Story figures or something. I don't know. It's it's something it what hmm. the way that they described it made it sound weird. Like it didn't sound like like Nickelodeon is just like the game, but yeah. with like, you know, splat effects and cartoon characters on the screen at the same time they made it sound like they were going to like put toy story characters like over the players on the field and make it look like they were playing that's what it seemed like like buzz Lightyear's my running back yeah basically 
Buzz Lightyear run for 220 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> That just seems like a stat line he'd have. I don't know. He just he jumps, he dunks his wings. The... <laughs> the wings come out. He dunks uh, the I can I can see it now. It's like you know how ESPN posts like the action shot of someone in a game and then a quote underneath, and it just says to infinity and beyond buzz light year after having two hundred scrimmage yards and three touchdowns. The picture is him should, diving into the end zone have... with the wings out. <laughs> yeah, you know what would be better than a toy story game like that? Like a game commentated by Tim Allen and Tom Hanks, like being Buzz and Woody. That'd be I could see Buzz would be a good commentator, I think. Yeah, he'd be like, Tim Allen. oh, that wasn't a penalty. That was falling with style. Or Woody, Woody <laughs> with style. <laughs> yeah. He goes, that wasn't a penalty. That was falling with style. What if, what if Woody goes, <laughs> you know, he goes, Buzz, look at Alien. What if he was like, it's a touchdown. And he goes, and then <laughs> he starts laughing. Yeah, he just starts laughing. Just kidding. Fast interference on the offense. Yeah. It's a hold. There's so many, uh, so many good sound bites in that movie. It's 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 top tier for me. Anyways, pigskin pickums. How'd you guys make out? I'm nine oh. and seven. Oh, I didn't um, even look. Hold on. I think I'm. I'm eight and eight. I I did not do well at nine all. and seven. Oh, oh. Uh. <laughs> forgot about that. Suck on my nads. Suck on my nads is number one with ESPN fan three four seven seven one six eight 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 nines picks one at number two. All George right. George Pickham's number three. Can't be worse than last year. Number three. George That's Pickham's my team me. name, by the way. Wait, yours is George Pickham's. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's pretty good. Uh, that's good. Well, we have some work to do. Yeah, yeah we do. Playing catch up. All right. So week two, Thursday night, we got Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings going to Philly to face the Philly, Eagles. We're one and zero, coming off a big win at Gillette. Hmm. What do we think of the Eagles after week one in Gillette? Um. I don't think if I'm being on number one, I will say as a Patriots fan, I am pissed that they lost that game because I think they could have, they, they could have, they should have beaten them. I think you can argue uh, if they didn't get off to such a shitty start. Um, But I think it was a rain game. Uh, The Eagles definitely came out of the gate a little slow as well. They took their foot off the gas. I think once they went up 16, zero, um, but I mean, I don't really have any reservations about them. There's a lot of talent on the team. You know, they still have a great tight end. They have a great, uh, pair of wide receiver. Um, you know, they have a lot of talent running back. Obviously Jalen Hurts is extremely talented. Their defense is good. So, I mean, I don't, I think they'll be fine. I think it was mostly because of the weather that they, um, that they struggled on offense. Um, so are they good enough to beat Minnesota on Thursday night at home? I would say so, yes. Yeah, we'll pick yes. Up. And we're moving on to Sunday. Jordan Love and the 1-0 Green Bay Packers go to Hotlanta to face the Atlanta Falcons and Desmond Ritter. And the man himself, Bijan Robinson. Um, Craig said that needs to be put on the board. Bijan as the man himself. Dude, that, that cut 
that he had on his touchdown was sick. That was crazy. I was in awe. Um, yeah, in in Madden, when I would pull the stick back, you'd stop running. You'd do like a, a, a halt juke, if you will. Yeah. Stop running, got the field goal passing. I didn't think that was actually humanly possible. I was like, oh, there's no way someone's actually stopping after running full speed. And he did it. Bijan did it. He literally stopped in his tracks. The guy went zooming by him. I don't know how. He must have put so much tension on his shins. Good thing he didn't snap anything. And he went right into the end zone. At least that's how so- I saw it. All that being said, were they going to beat the Packers at home? No. No, of course not. Hey, watch out for the Packers. I don't know. Hey, what, do you, what do you think of Jordan Love? He's Is he the next Green Bay Packers good. Hall of Fame quarterback? I think I think it remains to be seen. I would like to see them this week because I think I don't think Atlanta's defense is that bad. I think they're pretty decent. The Bears' defense stinks. So, tough to say. But, I mean... Imagine being Jordan Love and like seceding two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and Brent Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Like you're now expected to be on that level. Yeah, the torch was passed again and he performed. You gotta Gotta say. That's all that matters in Lambeau. (laughs) You're the Packers. The Raiders are 1-0 and they're looking to be 2-0. As they go to Buffalo, who Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Um, Buffalo. I got, I got the Bills. Sorry, Raiders. You got the Bills. <laughs> yeah. You can see here. You can take the Bills when the Raiders want to know. Yeah, I am gonna take the Bills. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a realist. I'm gonna take them too. <laughs> That's respectable. Bills. All right. So, so Bill, far, Bill, Bill. we're picking all the same. But the next game, the next game is an AFC North clash as the Baltimore Ravens, who are 1-0, travel to Cincinnati to face the 0-1 Bengals. And the Bengals can't possibly be worse, right? Joe Burrow can't be worse, right? Right. I think they're going to win. You think? Yes. You think so? Bengals are winning this game. I don't think they are. I'm taking the Ravens. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. You guys are doing this to me again. I'm going with the Bengals because they're at home. That's the only reason. Whoever's at home, I think, is going to win this game, and it's going to be the Bengals. Then the Seahawks were 0-1, and Geno Smith, Sousa's MVP, is going to Detroit to face my MVP, Jared Goff, and the Detroit Lions. Lions are going to be 2-0, boys. When was the last time the Detroit Lions were 2-0? Could not tell you. No. I don't know. But, I but I'm thinking the Lions, right. too. Yeah. Yes. Release the Lions. Release the Lions. Um... The LA Chargers lost a heartbreaker to Miami Dolphins last Sunday, but now they got a chance to right the wrong against the Tennessee Titans, who also lost a heartbreaker in Nolens. Nolens. Both teams own one. Both teams need a win. But who's it gonna be? Chargers. I'm sorry. If Ryan Tannehill plays like this all season, the Titans are 
going to be absolutely terrible. Holy shit, he was bad. I was just going to say he was god-awful. Yeah, picking the Chargers, too. Yep, me too. I mean, I think low-key, Tennessee actually has an okay defense, especially against the run, Um, because I actually didn't know this, but podcast I was listening to was talking about how bad Jamal Williams was, Um, and they were talking about how it might not actually be Jamal Williams. It might be that the Tennessee Titans' run defense is actually good because they were actually a top-three run defense last year. Yeah, they I didn't know that. So... But I don't. I don't think it matters. I think the Chargers are still going to win. So, okay. The zero one Chicago Bears travel to Tampa Bay to face the one and zero Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Are the Bears going to win in Tampa Bay, or is Baker Mayfield going to be two and zero to start the season? Baker's going to be two and zero. Give me the Bucks. Give me the Bucks. Susan, it's tough, but I'm going to go with the Bucks too. I saw why a screenshot. Why is it tough? Uh, I could see Fields. Balling like on the ground and Baker just failing to stay consistent. I mean, I saw a Bucks just uh, went into sorry, Mason. The Bucks just went into Minnesota to beat the Vikings. So they did. Why can't they beat the Bears at home? I I think they can. I'm picking them. I just think the Bears could have have a good chance to. Why don't you pick them then? Because I don't think they're going to win, Glenn. Just saying. Go ahead, Mason. No, I was just going to say I saw um, a picture on Twitter that was DJ Moore looking pretty dejected on the sideline, and it was like DJ Moore realizing that he never left Carolina. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Yeah. he had two <laughs> catches, I think. Poor yeah, fucking guy, man. I feel like if he was on – like if DJ Moore was on the Chiefs, he would be so fucking good. You know what I'm saying? Like if he had a good – if he had a good – if he had a serviceable quarterback, he would be – Fantastic, but he yeah, has but never again, had a serviceable quarterback. We said this in our wide receiver episode. Like DJ Moore is just going to go as far as Justin Fields does. Justin Fields got to get him the ball. Justin Fields, an yeah. elite fantasy quarterback for his high rushing floor, but he doesn't do it with his arm. Which means, how is DJ Moore going to do it with his receptions and his legs? Dude, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, we're probably going to talk. Well, actually, we can just talk about him now. I thought Anthony Richardson, low key, looked pretty good. I mean, he looked better in the pocket than Justin Fields ever has, and he—it's his first NFL game. I'm, it's his first NFL game, so it's his first NFL game. But also, it's his first NFL game, so that can change. But I but mean, again, I, but like the Colts held their own for a while. Yeah, the Jaguars. He looked good. Like I was pretty surprised by by Richardson because a lot of people had him projected uh you know to be like QB 10 potentially just because of the rushing upside but he threw the ball a lot more than a lot of people expected and I mean grant granted got the majority of his yards off of that one wide receiver screen to Michael Pittman but I mean Anthony Richardson was better than most of the top eight quarterbacks last week so we're gonna see um, another good game at one o'clock. The Kansas City Chiefs travel to Jacksonville for an AFC divisional round matchup against the Jaguars. Chiefs are 0 1. Is there a chance they go 0 2 here? People said they couldn't lose to the Lions at home, but can they lose to the Jaguars in Jacksonville? It's hot down there, Suza. Yes, and I'm picking the freaking Jaguars. Me, fucking two. I'm picking the Chiefs. I know. Nah. 
Nah, no. Jaguars are going to win. Mahomes going to be 0-2. Um, I don't think... I don't. Based on what I heard today, I don't know if Kelsey's going to play in this game. Supposedly, um, someone tweeted about how much blood he had to have removed from his knee. Um, and Shit. then, like the that guy who's like you know i think you guys might have seen it in like passing on twitter that guy who's like the fantasy football doctor or whatever yeah. um he said that if what he read or what they tweeted about how much kelsey like how much blood kelsey had pumped from his knee if that's true then he's not playing this week so I'm gonna say, we'll see what happens i'm gonna say choose win with or without kelsey i think they've had 10 days to prepare for a jacksonville team I don't think the wide receivers can play any worse at, than they did last Thursday night. And Patrick Mahomes will still find a way to beat this Jaguars team. Jaguars are a good team, but they didn't look like a powerhouse against the Colts. They didn't They didn't put fear in me like some other teams did in week one. I think the Jaguars are beatable. I don't think that they're taking that next step yet, and I think the Chiefs are going to swing their dick a little bit and show them that, hey, that was just one week. I mean, here. look, this could be a potential AFC championship preview, if we're being honest, Good. in my opinion. I don't so, think it's going to be, but it could. We'll see what happens. Um, the Indianapolis Colts travel to Houston to face the Texans. Both teams 0-1. Both teams looking to pick up a win within their division. I'm taking the Colts. Rookie Me versus too. rookie. Taking the Colts, Texans hung in there for a bit against the Baltimore Ravens. I'm going to take the Colts, too. I like it. I mean, they're poor, poor uh, CJ Stroud. Hit their offensive line stinks. Yeah. yeah, it does. Guy was getting killed out there. Um, Moving on to 4 o'clock game, San Francisco. A lot of people's Super Bowl picks are traveling to L.A. Rams, the Sousa Super Bowl pick. So both we're going to see it this all. week. If the I have it. to pick, I got to pick the Rams. I picked this 49ers, but I have to stay true to this. I'm picking the Rams because this is what it's going to come down to the NFC Rams and 49ers. This is the Rams chance to show me something. Show Susa. you guys something. I'm picking the 49ers, but if the Rams win this game, I'll be honest. I'll start. I'll start. I'll start buying a little bit. On that, you'll be that you'll, your eyebrows will be raised, especially if Seattle loses to Detroit again, because that means the Rams will be in sole possession of first foot in the division. Granted, it will be week two, but still. Mm. Give me the Niners. I'm what are you talking Niners, about too. here? Give me the Niners. Divisional matchups are weird. Mm. Just saying. Uh, the New York Giants can't possibly be any worse this week than they were in week one. Luckily, they get to go to Arizona to face Josh Dobbs and the Cardinals. People were making a big point that Josh Dobbs didn't even know all the first and last names of his offense <laughs> last week when they played in Washington. Poor guy. So hopefully he has a week to learn them, and hopefully they can bounce back against the Giants. But I don't see it. If any team's going to bounce back, it's going to be the Giants. Big Saquon game coming up. Great. I'm playing. Oh, sorry about I'll that. pick the Giants too. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking the Giants as well. The I the Cardinals guys 
they have a chance to be pretty fucking bad this year. Like they already are pretty fucking bad. No, I mean like to beat the commanders. Yeah, but the commanders are the commanders. Commander's gonna command. No, the Cardinals are in rough shape, especially with um with Dobbs. I mean, there could be a chance Kyler comes back and you know doesn't make them the worst team in the league, but uh, I think they're gonna gonna tank for Caleb Williams. Me too. I think I think Kyler's gonna get traded after this year. Um next game is New York. Go ahead. What if he got traded midseason to the Jets? Oh, I don't think the Jets want to do that. Unless they know for sure Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back. <laughs> it's a tough contract to take on, especially if Rodgers comes back and then you have Kyler Murray there. It'd be, things would get hairy. I yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think it would happen either. But that would be crazy, right? That'd be nuts. Would be. Speaking of the Jets, the Jets are going to Dallas to face the Cowboys. And this is one of those games you look at the, you know, before the season. So circle on that old Fox. Fox actually on CBS. That's a Tony Romo game. Jets, Cowboys. Um, but now, Zach Wilson's a quarterback. And I'm not saying they can't beat the Cowboys. I'm not. But. How good the Cowboys defense looked against Daniel Jones and company. I think they could do the same thing to the Jets this week. Yeah, I, I got the Cowboys. I'll say it. The Jets can't beat the Cowboys. Give me I the agree. Cowboys. Right. Now with Zach Wilson at quarterback. No. The Washington Commanders are 1-0, and they go into Denver to face the Broncos. Who comes out with a win there? I'm going to pick the Commanders. Yeah. Great. Me too. Uh, I'm picking the Broncos at home. Mile high air. Commanders can't breathe up there. It's a mile high. Mile high didn't matter last they week. They just start choking. Yeah, they the, can't the breathe. Raiders, the Raiders are used to it. The, the Pirates, yeah. the, the Raiders, they, they go sea level. They go mile high level. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sunday Night Football, Miami Dolphins travel to Gillette Stadium to face the New England Patriots. And boy, old oh boy, what are we thinking for this one? Um, I'm taking the Dolphins. Tua has, fun fact, Tua has never lost the Patriots. Hmm. Um, he is. Are we sure about that? Five and a, yeah, he has not lost. Yeah. The Patriots haven't beat the Dolphins in like five or six straight meetings. Pretty sure. Since Tua has become the quarterback, I don't think they've they've beat the Dolphins. It's tough because they did look solid, and you want to believe that Bill can try to suppress Tyreek, maybe at least not give him 200 fucking yards. But I still got to go with the Dolphins. I mean, their first I'm, their I'm, first round put, pick did look good. Um, his Christian name's Gonzalez. Christian Gonzalez, he did look good. I mean, he was matched up against A.J. Brown the whole game, and A.J. Brown was, for A.J. Brown, I feel like, was held in check pretty well. It was. Um, I think he had, like, one pretty big play, but that was – Kind of it. It's a, a cornerback um, factory in New England. Yeah. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm picking, picking the, the Patriots. Dolphins. I'm picking the Patriots at home oh. because uh, they impressed me against the Eagles. They couldn't get it done, 
So I'm not that impressed, but they played well enough to win that game, and they should have. And the Dolphins aren't facing the Chargers D anymore. I think Patriots have legit good D. And I think Bill will have a game plan for Tyreek Hill. So this is going to be the week that Jalen Waddle does his thing. I got to say, at, home. at least it watching the Patriots play football on offense is not a joke anymore. Like, it still doesn't look great. But it, it's not like last year, where like last year you it was like the commercial you had right. a commercial break when they were on offense because you were like okay well they're just gonna go three and out so how much uh, let me go refill my chips how much confidence did you have on that final drive with Mac Jones um not much a scale of one I mean, to ten like a three five all right. It's like a three. I mean, he. I don't think he has had a game, game-winning drive. Maybe one, and I don't even think it was against. I might have been against the Texans last year when they won like seventeen to sixteen or something in Houston. Um, yeah. But like, it's just I, I. The thing is, is like the offense as a unit is more cohesive. Looks good, and they have okay talent. But the problem is, is. Devontae Parker wasn't active. Tyquan Thorne's on IR. So now they're throwing to random undrafted uh, people. One of the guys' name is literally Booty. Right. Like, Sean Booty. Yeah, Booty. It's hilarious. So, um, I mean, he was like. He stud in college. I know. Well, and then he had, like, some issues or whatever. So he got, he wasn't drafted or something. Um, yeah, I like the Patriots at home. And I'm going to propose a question to you guys that I heard on the radio today. I like I like uh, Sports Talk Radio, so I'm kind of rooting for the Patriots to win this game just to get the uh, the radio host hopes up. Like, yeah, dude, we got a chance to win the division. We're coming for the Jets and the Bills. So I, I want the Patriots to win this game just so I can uh, have entertaining rides on the way to and from work. Uh, but I'm going to ask you a question. Which team is closer to the Super Bowl right now? New England Patriots? The New York Jets. The Patriots. The Jets. Ooh, it's interesting. Why do you say each of your answers? I just think Patriots offense. I guess the whole team as a the team as a whole looked pretty impressive against the Eagles, who were in the Super Bowl, as opposed to the Bills, who keep choking on their way to the Super Bowl. And you gotta give a lot of weight to Zach Wilson being the quarterback. I think they have very little chance if he remains quarterback while the Patriots at least look decent against a Super Bowl contending team. And Mason? Um, yeah, I'll believe that the Patriots are closer to the Super Bowl when they actually can hang with the Bills. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying get I'm not 40 saying, scored on them. Right. I'm, I'm not saying. saying either team's going to make the Super Bowl, but which team is closer to being in the Super Bowl? Like, which one has a better chance? Oh, the, it's it's the, Jets, it's the Jets, in my opinion, because I think if the, Jet, the Jets can get even serviceable quarterback play, to me, it, granted, it's just one game, but, I mean, it's one game against Josh Allen, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They have one of the best offenses in the league. They held them to 16 points. They picked off Josh Allen three times. They made him fumble once. I mean, they have 
legitimately one of the most stacked defensive back rooms in the league. Like you said earlier, Glenn, their front four is nasty. I mean, their linebackers are good. Their defense is so good that I think that they have a chance to just, as long as the quarterback just manages the game, I think the defense is so good that they can still win games like like low-scoring games. Because I think the majority of teams, if you're doing that against a high-powered offense, and obviously, like, they had a bad night in addition. Like, they didn't help the situation. It wasn't like, you know, Josh Allen was doing pinpoint passes and it was like breakups and stuff, like unbelievable plays. They definitely shot themselves. Allen shot them in the foot a lot. But, I mean, they had pressure on almost every single drop back for Allen. Every single drawback, he was under pressure, and they couldn't get anything going on offense. And the Patriots, I think, are one of those teams they we see it we see it every single year. They their defense is so good against quarterbacks that they can scheme well against, but against teams that have good offenses, they get exposed. Yeah, you know? I, I just I just think um, Jets have such a better roster construction, but. Patriots have the advantage of quarterback and coaching. I think when it comes to making, like, I don't think Zach Wilson's good enough to beat any good playoff caliber team with his arm. Like, I can't see Zach Wilson making a final drive to do that. Last night, they got bailed out by punt returner, which is good. I think the Patriots had that chance. They were almost there. Just a few key mistakes, like, Sack to Mac Jones, you know, guys not getting their feet down on uh, on the sideline, then that's the difference. But just a question I thought I'd ask. Monday night, we have two games. One game is the Nolan Saints going to the Carolina Panthers. Both I'm going to take the night. Saints. Both Monday night. I'm taking the Saints as well. Me too. And then the other game is the Cleveland Browns, who are 1-0, going to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers at not Ketchup Stadium. The Browns. And I think the Browns, Browns as well. Uh, Browns got number one. I think we can all let's all talk about for one second or acknowledge. Deshaun Watson threw one of the worst picks I think we've ever seen. Ever. It was raining. Well, and it got tipped. It got tipped. No, I'm talking about the one where he rolled out and it was there was no one in front of him. He just threw the ball to the the DB. That's not the one that got tipped. I don't think so. I don't. I don't recall 100. percent Hold on, because I think when you look back on it, like they showed a replay and it, like somebody just got a fingertip on it. That's yeah, I remember one looking so really bad, and then it turned out it was it was touched somehow. Yeah. But um, also raining conditions, the same raining conditions that Joe Burrow sucked eggs in. So I give credit to Deshaun Watson. I give credit to the Cleveland Browns. They showed up. Bengals didn't. And the Browns are going to show up again on uh, again on Monday night against the Steelers. Yeah, how many no total Deontay points? Johnson. How many total points? Sixty nine. Got to like be thirty nine. That's how it works. All right. What is our eliminator pick this week? Well, we squeaked it out with the with the Ravens. We were we were all sweating a little bit. I was I was very nervous. Actually, you know what? I think what we should do for this is we should all pick the same team because that way we all go down with the ship. Yeah, because I think 
I don't know. I think that'd be funny if we all were yeah, all just like as a podcast. Because I just I was by myself last year and that was kind of stupid. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we should do it together. Right. I like it. So who are we thinking about? I can't find it anymore though. Yeah, where the hell is it? Uh I hate ESPN's website. Yeah, because they it moves all the time. All right, I went back to the ESPN home. And yeah, I that's what it. I had to do. For some reason, they're like, ooh, sorry, you're in the wrong place. But it'll probably be the right place next week. Yeah. Somehow I have two entries, one with the podcast, one without. Um, so that's stupid. So we already sure got the Ravens. Uh, who, Susan, who'd you pick last week? The Ravens. Oh, we all picked the Ravens? Yeah. All right, so who who we, there's not really like any very favorable game here. Yeah, I like the Bills over the Raiders. You do I'd say Bills over Raiders? I also potentially would say Dolphins over Patriots, but I think I'm the only one who's like super. Uh, it could be Cowboys over Jets. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, Forty yeah, Nineers over like- Rams. I picked the Rams to win, man. Susan can't do that. Well, I mean, he's I'm going. I think, I think the Bills for me is this is the this is the one. What if we get a shitty pick out like the Giants over the Cardinals? Is that too risky? Or the Colts over the Texans? Oh no, I don't like that one. Nah, I don't like that. I don't eventually, like we're gonna have to pick these teams: the Browns or the Steelers. That's true. Not necessarily. We're gonna pick half the teams. Maybe the Saints over the Panthers. I want the Bills. All right, let's go Bills. All right, Bills. It if is. Go, if the Raiders beat the Bills, we uh, blame. We Susa. blame Sousa. They're home too. You know, <laughs> come on. That's how it is. All right. Sizzling hot takes are brought to you by Der Burgers. Mason, are the burgers good? Der. Who wants to start it up? Um, I'll go first. Yeah. My sizzling hot take is that Tyreek Hill is going to continue his pace for 3,500 yards because he's going to get over 200 yards again this week and two TDs and 10 plus receptions. No way. Yup. That'd be crazy. Book it. Bill's Bill's not letting that happen. I don't give a shit what Bill doesn't play football. Oh. Oh, It's like Sean Payton. (laughs) Yeah, put it on the board. Bill doesn't play. He's not on the field. Yeah, we we don't have a week two line yet. A week one line. Um, this one's going to be a little different, though. So week one, if Sean Payton does not play football, week two is going to be, I don't give a shit. Bill doesn't play football. Fair. What if it's just every week is just a permutation of that? You just add more until by the end of the season you have to write a whole paragraph. I'm gonna need a bigger board. <laughs> so this week, I think I'm going with a stud too, uh, who didn't really perform as well last week, but 
They're going against the Chargers. Chargers D ain't all that. I think Derrick Henry does Derrick Henry things. Oh, yeah. And goes ham. I'm talking 150 yards and two touchdowns. Shit. 150 yards, pair of tutties? Derrick Henry? Derrick Henry. Unleash the beast. All right. But they're still going to lose. I think my sizzling hot take is that Sousa's Rams are going to get absolutely mollywopped by the 49ers. And here's what's going to happen. Everyone's going to have a touchdown. Brock Purdy, obviously. Christian McCaffrey. George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel. And the 49ers, D, are all going to score touchdowns. against. Come the on, the five for five? The five for five, I'm calling it right now. When it happens, I want you to play back this episode. Jesus, this isn't right. even like hitting for the cycle. This is more than that. This is like collecting all the infinity stones. <laughs> 49ers about to do it. So yeah. Well, who's who's uh who's Thanos in that situation? You. Because like these are all the things that you want to happen that you're calling to happen. Brock Purdy being oh, one of them. It's really the six stones, one for each finger, and then the the top of the hand. So Bert Purdy's one. Ayuk Kittle, Debo, defense, McCaffrey. Defense is the time stone. That's that was the hardest one to get. Yeah, it gave him the biggest trouble. Yeah. Well, was I mean, unless one? you think unless you think killing his daughter was not that hard to do. I mean, small sacrifice for salvation. I don't know about that. that you wouldn't have gotten the stone if it wasn't a big sacrifice. Has to be from the heart. That was Sizzling Hot Takes, brought to you by Dura Burgers. Uh, who did I ask first? Mason? Me. Mason. <laughs> Are the burgers good? Dura. Dura. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, week two's in the books. Who we got lined up? I'm week one's dad. in the books. Oh, yeah, week one's in the books. Week two's coming up. Who are we facing in the Westport League? I got Amaral. I got Panacho. Oh, shit. I got my dad. So Another divisional game. I got to find a quarterback. So yes, I'll do. see you boys on waivers. Yes, sir. And uh, get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.